1: is one of our favorites, our Vegas insider, we like to call him, from props.com. Patrick Everson with a first look at wildcard weekend lines. Patrick, thank you for joining the show. Absolutely.
2: Thank the three of you for having me on once again.
1: Pat, um, you know the inaugural, well, not inaugural question, but the question that we always ask you is, what do you want in this game in Georgia, Alabama? And I have a feeling you're on Georgia, and and I don't know why, but I just feel like I know you at this point. What are you sweating out tonight?
2: Okay, I didn't take I wanted to take Georgia. I just didn't have a good enough feeling pregame. So I've been kind of waiting for what I thought an opportunity that might come in the first half to get them in game at a number that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um probably on comes. the money line. And it didn't and it didn't really happen. Exactly. It it didn't really happen. So uh what I did bet pre-game though and and this was just a total dumb public bet, but after what I saw this weekend, I bet regulation tie. Mm. And I'm not. And the way that Georgia had that drive shaping up, get get another ten or fifteen yards, kick another damn field goal, nine nine. I'd be 12? digging that. Twelve, uh, whatever. 12? Yeah, yeah, who knows? I, I, I'd be totally digging that. So anyway, that bet is not dead by any stretch. It's lining. You know, I I, I could have used a field goal there, but uh, uh, I'm only on regulation tie at this point. I feel like I bet a soccer game.
1: <laughs> yeah, instead to bet it's not helping you out as they go sprint out here and he throws that out route. I might be ahead of you, by the way, so sorry if I'm spoiling it, but he threw that ball to him. No, it's um, okay. He threw it to me, actually. That ball just hit the window here in Washington, D.C., so uh, no, nothing great <sighs> there from Georgian helping him out. Tristan, take it away.
3: Hey, uh, Pat, so Steelers, 12-and-a-half-point dogs to the Kansas City Chiefs in the wild-card round. If... If this season has taught us anything, it's beware of double-digit lines, Pat. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think here? Do you like Pittsburgh on the road? Or do you think that this is another easy win for the Chiefs where they cover easily no matter what the line is?
2: I don't know if it's easy when it's a number like that. Crazy. But I got some really interesting comments last night from Rex Byers at the Superbook. on And I understand it's Ben and Jim's show, but I get some really good stuff from other places occasionally that yeah. just I can't overlook. And on this game, I thought his comment was pretty revealing. Um, there was, as they kind of bandied this about in the risk room there, trying to set the opening numbers late last night as, as the whole AFC picture finally came into shape after this, that crazy game last night a couple of miles from my house. Um, it's, what, what they decided was there was no way they could go under double digits on the spread for starters because if they did, Uh, first off, they would get hammered by the Sharks and the public on the same side taking the Chiefs right out of the gate. So they had to get above and beyond 10. Um, He said, look, nobody is going to bet Pittsburgh at plus 10 after what they've seen out of Pittsburgh this season and what they just saw a couple of weeks ago out of Pittsburgh when it got got housed in Kansas City once already this season. So he said, even though his power rating was put this game at 10, Kansas City minus 10, he was like, you can't start there because if you start at 10 – you're going to get the sharp guys and the public on the same side. He said, you got to start where you're not in a horrible spot to keep the wise guys from laying you all the way up to 13 before the public comes in, starting at 10 or less if you decided to go lower. So he said, that's why 11 was really the lowest it could have possibly been. they opened 11 and a half and they got to 13 like real quick. And there's, and I believe they, uh, I, they, 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 they've, they've come back down uh, to 12 and a half now, as you pointed out, Trista, but it's just, it's a funny situation where there's a, you know, is it a bit is it too big a number? I don't know. Certainly not based on the previous performance, but they've got ghost to keep the in ghost. mind all the time. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's gonna who's gonna bet on this right out of the gate and how? And how can we entice some dog money in a situation like this? And uh, you know, it's a real it's a real science, I think. And I don't even pretend to know it. But I, Rex made a lot more sense of it last night by saying, "Hey, this is why this number is as high as it is. It, you know, we're probably going to be in a tough spot no matter what. The public is going to be on the Chiefs, and they're just trying to keep the sharps from joining on the Chiefs." Pat, what about this San Francisco Dallas game? Because obviously the Cowboys are always a very public team, and they're three-point favorites. I know there was some two and a halves, and then it went immediately to three. And now to back, you know, San Francisco over at Bet MGM it's juice minus one fifteen. That's a tough one to call because I feel like the Cowboys are a very public team, but everybody loves this Niners team, especially because they're playing so hot right now. Everybody likes Shanahan. Which direction do you see this moving? Back to two and a half, maybe a three and a half, or what? Yeah, it seemed like you know last night kind of the consensus was that three, and as you as you said, uh, I think you pointed out, we got to two and a half uh, out there. Some i have seen a few of the Vegas books still sitting three at the moment. Yeah. Um But uh, a little back and forth, two and a half, three. I don't know. At San Francisco, it definitely is popular and the odds maker i spoke with on sunday night about this he said that he said he thought four should have been the number but they opened three anyway wow. um and they felt like he he was kind of talked into it by a couple of his peers on the risk team because they know the public money on dallas is going to come whether they make it three or four yeah so why not make it three and you know conserve yourself a little bit yeah. knowing you may end up going that direction ultimately anyway um, instead of giving the Niners betters four right out of the gate necessarily, or maybe even a little bit more, but the Niners are definitely a popular play. They were a sharp play at BetMGM and multiple other books last week. Mm. Uh, on the way down the ladder, six, five and a half, five, four and a half, four, three and a half. I think it might have even touched three a couple times. And and then after getting in that seventeen zero hole, kind of showed it was deserved. It didn't really look like it, and all of a sudden you get a ball game and they end up winning. But uh, I think. Uh, I don't think it closes two uh, – You mentioned two and a half. Yeah. I don't think it goes back down. I think this closes three at least because the public is going to come in on Dallas. But there's, like I said, there's definitely been some sharp thought for for San Francisco, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was even some public takers that teams on a on a on a decent run of late and Garoppolo, you know, did what he needed to do yesterday. That team did what it needed to do y- to do yesterday, and uh, um, but it's going to be a public Cowboys game. It always is, Ryan. You know. Yeah.
1: Pat, I'm um, looking at this Patriots-Buffalo-Bills uh, line. It's four and a half right now in favor of Buffalo. Buffalo, the second most public bet team of any NFL team so far this season. What do you think the movement is going to look like in that one? Of course, like like we know, the public money on Buffalo. But, man, the Patriots, if I can get a better number, like four and a half I already like. But as we creep closer and closer, and this was the third time these two teams faced off this mm-hmm. year. Um, and also the total right. 43 and a half. What's your just analysis of this game? What are you hearing from the sports books?
2: Well, I heard a couple of things that were interesting in, in the opening line report I put together that's up on props.com right now. And they, the, the risker I spoke with, I can tell you, I talked to them every Sunday night, they arrived at four and a half by different methods. Uh, the, the person who I uh, got comments from for my article said, look, I thought lower. I thought it should be four. And uh, one of his widely respected colleagues noted, hey, I think New England's banged up. I think it's five and maybe even five and a half. So they had to, you know, know, kind of come to a happy medium there and and go with four and a half. Um, He does not see this number going up. I mean, if it goes up, maybe it goes five, five and a half. He said there's no way it's going. He he doesn't think there's any way. It literally said it ain't going to get to six. Mm -hmm. So he really thinks that, honestly, that four and a half is a pretty solid number and that there might be – some evolution during the week, but he wouldn't be surprised if it closes right where it started.
3: Pat, uh, after the dramatic win last night, Vegas goes to Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. They are currently six-and-a-half-point dogs. What do you think is going to happen here? Because, man, that's a tasty line for me as Mm -hmm. as an underdog better. Help me make sense of where you think that this is going to go and why this line is what it is.
2: Well... And, and, and it is a fascinating line. And I can tell you that the Osbaker I spoke with Sunday night, a super smart guy, and he likes, he really likes the Raiders at that number. He thinks the Raiders have a shot. To win.
3: Agreed. Agreed. As, Derek
2: Carr, we trust. My Bengals. I mean, well, what he said was <laughs> look, this team has been on the mat a bunch of times, all through yep. off the off off the field as well as on the field, mm-hmm. okay? And he said, he said uh, you know, every time they've gotten back up, he said they had to be 50-1 to one to make the playoffs a month ago, and I'm sure he's right about that. I didn't look, but I guarantee you four weeks ago, the Raiders were probably 50-1 to one to make the playoffs, maybe maybe less. I don't even know if anybody was offering it, but if they were, it would have been pretty pretty long shot. So he pointed out, hey, all the credit in the world to everybody who will make this happen with all these on-field and off-field situations that the Raiders have had. He said, look, I keep answering the bell on this week after week these last few weeks. And so he said, I think the Raiders have a shot to win. He said, yeah. the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since I was prepubescent, <laughs> which is a quote I've never gotten from anybody before. Marvin Lewis anything. wasn't that
1: long ago, right? <laughs> Come
2: on. What is he? What is he, my age? <clears throat> well, the, the, well the, the, the last playoff win. Yeah, I am about win. to say, well, okay, uh, that, win, does, that does change not things. Not last playoff appearance. Last playoff win was when I was finishing off my senior year at college in nineteen ninety ninety one at the University of Colorado Boulder. Yeah. Pat, that's a couple Inbibing, years ago, man. Imbibing.
1: You look you look a day over twenty one maybe, man. You look good. I love it.
2: I love it. You I appreciate that. But he thinks uh he does think the Raiders have a shot to win. He's he he, he this guy bets regularly too and it's always nice when you can talk to an Oz maker who bets as well. Right. Yeah. And can kind of put that hat on and give you that perspective. And what he said was, as a better, I'd like the Raiders at seven flat, seven yeah. minus one ten. But he said, and that's why I don't think it's gonna get there, but I won't be surprised if it does. And if it does, he's absolutely firing. And he's tempted to fire anyway on the Yeah, and but half, you can buy it so. too. Yeah. You could buy it. You could buy the half point. You certainly could. If you if you wanna buy if you wanna pay the juice on that, you certainly could and, and put yourself in at least a better position for a push uh, and hopefully a win if the Raiders make it a close game. But as you pointed out, look, you, you you've got a team that hasn't won a playoff game in forever with a second year quarterback um, in, a, in an unusual position um, and and the, and the Raiders have been basically playing playoff games for a month now. Pat, how did the books do yesterday? you know, especially last night with that Raiders outright win, I would think that the Chargers were probably a pretty public play? Well, actually, I, I think it depends on where you were at. Generally speaking, you, you you're probably correct. Um, I was dealing mostly with the Vegas books last night, leading up to kickoff, and it was real. Everybody was on Vegas money line, so really? uh, not 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 bottom with the points, taking the Vegas money line. I'm wow. trying to go back through uh, through through some of the. Uh, but that's
3: kind of a public play if you're if you're betting in Vegas, in Vegas. especially right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?